0: All right. Good morning, Alan.
1: Good morning.
0: We're yeah, at the moon landing, huh? It is August.
1: Exactly. I have this, all these backgrounds available, and I rotate amongst them, and that's its own kind of weirdness. So I repeated this one. I don't want to use the same one. And yet, yes, moon landing, I think I actually have changed it since what it, the real date was and stuff like that. But this just seemed like optimistic, and you know, hey, there's our beautiful blue marble there's so much going on nowadays with we only got the one planet we're not yeah. ready to go terraforming well, mars and escape yet so there was,
0: there was a cartoon based on a comic book that i used to love called the tick and yeah. there was a bad guy that wanted to blow up the moon and his response was "Well, you can't do that or he, they wanted to blow up the earth i'm sorry they wanted to blow up the earth he was "Well, you can't do that where would i keep all my stuff <laughs> that's pretty very tongue-in-cheek way of looking at it me i've got the same background and it's because, guess what, parts and technology for putting your computer together is way different. And for some reason, I'm not getting anything coming up on my put-together computer right now. <laughs> so oh, well, I've got to so, get
1: yeah, it. used to be, it just, they kind of worked and it fit and then you turned it on and, oh my, oh yeah, no.
0: So okay. I'm dealing with that. I got my, I got a hard drive and I looked sure. at it I said, this is just a really big USB stick. Where do I put this? And there's new connections it's to an put an it. SSD,
1: in. exactly. I think I mentioned Colleen's SSD in her MacBook Air has gone south. And I have done, I have all kinds of tools. I have Tech Tool Pro and Drive Genius and things like that. And they kept on fixing it and stabilizing it, but then it didn't oh. stay stable. And so I kept, I was feeling really foolish and guilty over, hey, hon, I fixed it up and now I got to go to California. And then two days in, she's dead in the water. So luckily, besides her laptop, everybody has a phone nowadays. She has a work laptop as well. But all kinds of stuff that you do on your home laptop, if you've really divided your life, you don't want to start mixing between. Right. You don't want to, especially on a work laptop, you don't want co-mingling of personal files and stuff like that. So I bought an SSD. I'm sorry if I've already went through a little bit from a place called Otherworld Computing that's great about oh, yeah. all kinds of Mac enhancement and other systems as well. And I have had difficulty getting um, it into the new Mac so that it's the bootable drive. I put it in. I say that it's the startup drive. Something doesn't work. So I swapped it back out. It has a little enclosure. I don't have it in front of me. And now the conclusion of this last time we might have talked about it was I stripped a screw. These have those little Torx heads that I didn't think I was doing anything, forcing nothing. And yet can't get one of the screws out, so now the bad drive back in her laptop is trapped in there. Now I actually have to go to Apple or go to at least a Mac-friendly dealer. There is one right down near Baldwin-Wallace College, believe it or not. So I might do that, or I can send it into other world computing, but I was as much as Apple and various other places have really started to get out of the, no, it's a closed system, stay out or you violate the warranty. They've been doing a big 180 out of We do want you to be able to crack the case, go into your laptop or your phone or whatever. Here's all the videos telling you how to do that. Watch those videos. It doesn't talk about Torx screws. So anyway.
0: This is just, we've been in tech a long time, but things change and you get a little out of it. So I'm looking at some of this. I'm going, I don't even know what this connector is for. And I don't see one on my motherboard. Is this important? Do I have to worry about it or not? But on the flip side... I went and I was playing with Colin and Ethan some Mario Kart, the newest version on the Switch, which I've never played. I've not used a Joy-Con, but I've played Mario Kart before and they kicked my butt. I was like in 11th to 12th place every race and they're in one and two. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I've never played Switch. I've never played these boards. I've never played this version. So give me some of that. I'm like, but man, I've become that old guy. I don't, I can't put my own computer together. I can't win at a video game. I need How does
1: this work? My VCR is blinking. That's right. Where's Zork? Just give me Zork. (laughs) I'm good. Part of the reason I want to do it is because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be Mr. Helpless and have to get tech help from a 14-year-old. I kind of want to keep (laughs) my hand in, but it hasn't been easy. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I have all kinds of other peripherals I got. Everything seems to hook up pretty well. But one thing I've discovered is it really does matter the quality of your cables. I have various different things. I I the house is Wi-Fi. And I have that. But things like the direct route from my router to my laptop. I want it to be on an Ethernet cable because that way I get the best throughput. And in fact, we ran an Ethernet cable from here down through the floor to second floor. So I could jack into my at that point the TV, now into the Roku box and then do a splitter and that kind of stuff. But something's gone wrong with that cable. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't kink it. I didn't. So I'm What am I going to do to replace these things? Am I really going to replace things going on to the second floor and have to rerun that? I really don't want to. Wireless is fast enough and good enough nowadays. But this little like yard cable between my router and my thing, this is really my, it's Skynet. It's the command center. I don't want it to be that something. So I made a point of buying, like, you you go online and immediately, like, even though I know a little bit about it, you're awash in not the difference in the tech specs, but the difference in the claims made. You know, for a long time I knew that for stereo, for instance, when they talked about, oh, you should have gold instead of copper and you should have all the threading and shielding and so forth. And 10% of that is true and 90% of it is hype. Monster cables and whoever else did those kinds of things when they did lab testing, it really was no, you get no different food. I wanted to get cat seven instead of cat five, so I really do have additional shielding. I have so many things out here putting out signal nowadays that I don't want the EMI interference affecting me. And because the cat seven is five bucks instead of four bucks, why wouldn't I spend a dollar for the premium cable? If it was 25 bucks, am I an idiot? Am I really going to do this? out of peace of mind, but more like paranoia. So those cables are arriving today and we will see whether that, and I'm not used to a cable. Did it honestly, did I kick it? How did it spontaneously stop working? Right port on my router bad is the ethernet port it's like a ethernet cables
0: get installed for decades without moving exactly
1: and by guys that kind of like they they treat them rough yeah stay working so i have to i don't know let me think how to say this i have a number of diagnostic tools tech tool being one of the ones i mentioned and i specifically check my ethernet port on my mac and it's fine so Part of the discipline of doing the debugging is step-by-step, step, eliminate what it could be, and then what remains, however improbable, must be the case, I'm sure. Right. When it really is, I've never seen this before. How how did this go wrong? It's weird to have something that's worked all the time, like as if your car stopped and it's, it has always worked. I've done nothing different. You don't even know where to start because right. something that you was well, dependable. <laughs>
0: that's part of it too, being the old guy. I don't know how much I feel like chasing bugs and fixing these errors it's just like i want it to work and i want to move on i don't i'm not i don't say that's why i don't use linux a whole lot because i know every time i need a program or want to do something i've got to follow a whole list of make this compile this Mm -hmm. or look for something and then the version that works with my processor and my version of linux and i'm not saying that's bad it's just I don't care to do that anymore. And when I ran my cable down to what's going to be my new office, whenever the computer works, I was crawling through the attic and sections of the attic that have not been accessed literally for decades. And I'm going, what the hell is this? This has been up here since I was born. This is, I don't think we need this after 50 years of not using it. Let's get rid of some stuff up here. (laughs) Attics are scary to run the ethernet cables
1: through. What's funny, especially being in tech and not only in computers but in music and various other places, there's regularly, hey, it's the 40th anniversary, it's the fiftieth anniversary of this thing. And then when I look at, oh, here's the rig that Keith Emerson toured with this huge wall of yeah. boards and all that kind of stuff. It's I don't know that I have nostalgia for that. It's amazing he got it to work. It's amazing that survived transit and tear up and break down every single that said it the other way, tear down and break and We know what you mean. We got it. We're with you. But, like, I'm happy in so many ways to have it be that it's very modularized and commoditized and and things just work. It's kind of like software code. When you write good subroutines, you stop having to worry about do I have something that's going to make sure that this field is always first cap and alphanumeric and and the things that kind of cure things so that you can make assumptions later on in your code. And I don't want those to stop working. (laughs) So I... We we When we started to have, okay, I introduced the Roku box, and then I started to get remember, my HDCP errors, because it's finding something that wasn't talking directly to it, and then it's like, oh, this must not be authorized. No, I haven't downloaded software movies from uh, other than area United States, North America. I'm not like pirating things right. from Google or something like that. And yet, it's funny when you just open the hood up a little bit, and speaking of cars and computers and everything else, I don't want to always go into troubleshooting. I'm just like, ah, I want to watch Rings of Power. I just want to sit down and enjoy the new Game of Thrones thing. Right? Don't well, throw things up on my screen in an, that, o- an opaque TV that doesn't have the ability to troubleshoot it. <laughs>
0: That's an you example, know? though, where the more expensive cable is the better one that you need because it has right. the error correction stuff in it that they're That's looking right.
1: for. <laughs> yeah. And actually, because I my Samsung smart TV is one generation behind where it does all of what the newest version of hdcp should do so what i did was i got an ethernet splitter i have an ethernet cable going both to the tv and to the roku box and then hdmi from the roku box to it so that it doesn't try even to detect it it doesn't it's one interpolated step away from being able to check it directly so it goes away it doesn't try to check it i didn't fix the hdcp error Someone had mentioned online that this makes it that it's not even going to do that check, so that seems to be working. And then I also have, I have an HDMI splitter that I wanted to be able to doesn't. Hopefully, these little and splitters not some are smart. They're live and they actually do. They don't just mirror the signal. They actually have two separate. So as you the networks, there's like seven layers. It's not only the physical transport. It's all the logical layers. And what you want is like a lot, I guess the better term is a switch. You want a live switch that treats each port as an independent connection, both physically and logically so that you don't have any echo, any mirror, any loss. Right. Was I on again? And so that's always a thing of you have to, when you go online, the all the companies, sometimes they're not in the best of English. They're coming from um, China, Korea, various places where it's been translated. And it really might be that the word switch and router and splitter are all the same, kind of. And so then you have to really go looking everywhere into the comments and everything. Did you use this in exactly my situation and did it work? Yes, says XYZ. And I'm hoping that they're competent enough to know what I'm talking about. So it's worth a little bit of, I guess, doing the troubleshooting to know that it will work once I buy it. I don't want to buy it and return it because this was the snafu one. And then it's, you know what I mean? I've been able to get through everything. Good. But more cab- more weirdness.
0: These cables, I may use them someday. Let me add them to my jumble of cables. Uh, I've got cables going back to the seventies. I just might use. And I, looking in the attic, we haven't used that since I was born. I go through my cables every now and then. I'm like, do I really need five of these line conditioners anymore? No, I don't. Yeah, because I haven't used them. You end up with that big cumbersome bundle of. Christmas tree light version of cables. You're like, I know I've got an Ethernet in here
1: somewhere. Exactly. What I worry about is that any number of things usually come with their own cables. Some do and some don't. But often what comes with it is not state-of-the-art greatness. It's whatever is generic that will at least get their device working. And then when some standard changes, then that cable might not be sufficient. This was happening absolutely. When I was troubleshooting things with my dad's early digital HDMI, but not much more than that Sony TV. And Sony is kind of like the Microsoft of the TV world. They have their own standards for a lot of different stuff instead of following what it should be. And without going into a ton of detail, I continually had to be, this should work, and yet it's not. Where do I have to go to in settings to say, do a pass-through instead of a, a check? I, I, can I, I, like, I don't want to mean to mix terms. Something it seems to be that it wants proxy and security to be able to check that. No, others, it just says, whatever is coming over that cable, I'm going to try to run it on the TV And I really had to like experiment and watch, okay, can I get my Roku box to work with this guy? And it was my older one because I kept my new one here and brought that one over there. I'm going to be there for a week out of a month. And then, oh, what power source goes with this Roku box? Because the power source doesn't have Roku written on it. They're all generic. And uh, honestly, I had to try three because you plug it in and then, oh, this is getting hot. That can't be the right one hot and burst into flames out of both ports or whatever (laughs) right yeah the good problem with keeping all the old stuff is that then unless you put you're smart enough to put a little a sticky note or something on it
0: it has been years since i've used aluminum foil to help connect anything (laughs) you know that used to be a helpful problem
1: solver at times (laughs) i i just this little for the SSD that you can put into a separate container and then have it as an external hard drive it actually had a little thermal strip and I'm like wow I'm not used to anything requiring that nowadays almost all of them are spec they don't put out a lot of heat or they have enough ventilation that it's not a fan but that it, it right. actually handles it itself and so then I'm like I don't I got nervous over have anything that could put out enough heat that it might actually kill the component if you don't do it they've seemingly solved that problem, but not for this one is because it's the terabyte size instead of the hundred gig size or whatever. And that the more density you have, the more heat you put out and the more you have to dissipate that it's death for components. I'll see. I did indeed position the little heat guy on there and stuff like that, but then it makes it like snug. And then you're like, well, I hope I did this because I would have thought you'd want to have circulating air <laughs> as a way of dissipating the heat but this guy could, who knows i i yeah. just here's hoping. i was hoping it could be <laughs> right. a 100 dollar mistake right. and, okay uh,
0: i got to ask so you sent a list of a couple things you, you the two things that i was unclear what the topics were was you said Philadelphia and our little fiasco with saunder <laughs> so wasn't sure what those were
1: <laughs> and exactly i'll just go into this briefly we have had fun where Colleen has business meetings all around like Ohio, Pennsylvania, occasionally down Kentucky, Indiana, et cetera. Sometimes when you have that business meeting on a Friday or a Monday, we, get, we say, why don't we make a getaway weekend out of it? We'll go down. You're driving there anyway. She gets her mileage paid for it, right. it. There's no manipulation here. We're not cheating anybody. But as long as we're doing it, then we look for where's the nice hotel and you know what's the good breakfast place, whatever else it might be. She had a meeting in Philadelphia that had taken months and months to line up. And so finally, when it got scheduled, we said, it's a long drive. I will chauffeur you. We'll stay. You, you need to be downtown. And often when we go out of town, we'll be like, well, let's uh, stay outside at a $50 room and drive in and save some money. In this case, it was right downtown. Client is two blocks away from a Sonder Hotel that we found. Sonder seems pretty cool. They're a company, a, a hotel company, that seems to make bo- boutique hotels out of older buildings. They retrofit them. They add Wi-Fi and soundproofing and modernize and better bath tubs and beds and all. And they're all like nice and white and modern art on the walls. They look really cool. And I'm not used to boutique hotels because boutique means many dollars. But this seemed to be the co- good combination of it's right near the client. We're going to be only there for a couple of days. We've never tried a sounder before. Let's go for it. And it does
0: sound cool. I, that, that's It fits I'm- right along with stores and stuff. You got stores now that are very niche, focus on one thing rather than stores that are everything to everybody. But That's kind of the same thing. Exactly. Get these People little...
1: Are, like We have liked Extended Stays in America in the past because we not only like having a hotel room, if you have just a, a fridge and a stove, you can also really enjoy. I have a place to put my soda pop and cool in instead of having to go down the hall to get ice. And if we want to just grab a quick meal instead of going out, we've noticed when we go out every single night and have, I don't know, more food than we usually have or richer food than we usually have, it puts us off our feed. Yeah. So it's okay to have, I like cereal in the morning or I like, we'll go to a subway instead of something fancy. That enables that to happen. It also seems to be like uh, Tennessee America because they have those facilities that there's extended state people there and then that kind of gets rid of the transient nature of a hotel and people actually have a little bit more pride of being there they're just kept nicer and there's less hey let's go to this hotel and have a rave a party that more that people are like hey i'm working here keep it down you know what i mean so we like all those factors having said how long it took to get this meeting set up then someone big said nope can't do it And all of a sudden, we don't have the excuse of why we have to go to Philadelphia. So I had prepaid for Saunders to save a little bit of money to keep costs down. And I call him up and say, hey, those dates that now don't work for us, I see on your site, you have features for managed reservations, and but my the dates are grayed out. Can you help me? Oh, no, sir. You've got the prepaid, no flexion rate, and you're going to be like a no-show. There's no fixing this. Honestly, I'm not trying to take my money out of your system. I'm not trying to get a refund. I'm Please work with me here. I've just discovered you guys. We liked what we'd seen already enough that we're not only staying with you in Philadelphia, we're staying up in Toronto for the comedy festival. Sorry, sir, that's not our policy. Like I said, I'm not trying to cheat you, but (laughs) please. And I said, this is no threat, but it's just fact. You can really make like a raving, happy customer out of me by working with me on this, or you can get a detractor and someone who will never stay with you again, and that by losing my goodwill really isn't a good thing. No, sir, that's not our policy," says Cass. And is there someone else there I can talk to? Nope. <laughs> no, no manager to send me up to that might think that it's ah. not just you with your script, but it's and maybe you're empowered and you can do things, but you won't. So I, we are still going to Philadelphia, despite the business meeting having been moved away. We're going to have a nice getaway weekend. We'll stay in our saunder. We didn't cancel and then lose the money, and yet now I have this terrible sour taste. And so, th- to step back from it and get philosophical, I and I of course there were. I wrote about this a little bit on Facebook because part of what you do is to talk about it so they right. can see that there really might be some ramifications. It's the prisoner's dilemma. It's not that you've just done me wrong once. Now you have me telling this story forever. That can't be good. All my friends that. Think I'm relatively decent and canny. I'm not trying to cheat anybody. I didn't make a reservation, then try to get out. I'm not asking for more services than what I paid for. It's just that there's no room here for compromise. No, there isn't. So we're going to do the best that we can. And I really was happy to have discovered this cool right. thing of wow, well, I can stay right in the heart of the city in a place that uh, we've stayed in some places that are like wow, it's. A vintage hotel, traditional, beautiful. But what that usually means is tiny, terrible rooms and, and falling apart and, and fixtures that don't <laughs> quite work. I don't want muck coming out of my bathtub spigot and right. stuff like that. And honestly, we, we've never had that bad of an experience. But you know how it is. There's a difference, especially Wi-Fi for having connectivity in the place, soundproofing in the place. It really matters that we still have those things. I want a good bed and a good lock and a good shower. I'm willing to pay appropriately for those things, but I don't really care about, I don't know, all the other, I don't, I'm not a $500 a room guy. You know, I'm also, I'm not a $25 room anymore because we did our share of price lining early in our travels and we were very lucky that we never had, oh, that's something bad in the tub. You know what I mean? That's what's that stain on the ceiling. We didn't really have hardly any occurrences of that, but now we're also just, as you get older, as you have a little bit more money, you can buy your way and out of your own intolerance for it. You just don't stay at no-tell motels anymore. so weird because
0: that type of policy is, it, you might as well say, old-fashioned. We grew up with that. That's what we would have dealt with decades ago. You're just stuck. We've got you over the barrel. Too bad. But right. nowadays, there's so much knowledge and, and things, easy flexibility, and, all, and that it, that's what the millennials are used to. We can pick on the millennials cushy life and all that, but that's what the world we've given them. So to have a company that says we can't do a single thing, that's I don't see that being a company that everyone raves about and talks about, like you said.
1: And just that the fact that, and again, I had people that were saying, You, you sign the contract, the deal. And I'm not trying to rig of anything. I'm trying to go whatever that next step is of is there anything that you can work with me on? I'm making no demands. I'm kind of asking for mercy. And you know what I don't? There's a great quote that goes, distrust those in whom the instinct to punish is powerful. And I had a number of friends that were kind of like that. Oh, you made a mistake, and now you pay. It's, but it's worth asking. It's and, yeah. And, and again, I'm happy to tell the story of I I asked, and they didn't, or I asked, and they did. And then I'm like, I'll be all really happy if they did. I'll be really, like, look how cool they were that they right. cut me over the barrel, like you just said. And I don't know. The fact that there are so many options nowadays, it's a ridiculous stance to say, unless they were the only game in town, but downtown Philadelphia, oh my God, who's going on the map and there's 20 other hotels around, etc., etc. It's It's in defiance of capitalism. They're not acting as if they really do have like competition for my dollar and for my future dollar and stuff like that. I just, it offends me philosophically to have someone take such a hard stance when a little bit of flexibility, it's about, it, it's like, um. When we started to have sentencing that had mandatory sentencing, and you were finding out that if you did any kind of this crime, you got 20 years. And like, what happened to mitigating circumstances? This person didn't do this knowingly. They were a mule that something was slipped into their backpack. Nope. They had the drugs. They're going away. And the more you read about these various different stories, and a number of people said, you don't want to have it be that it's everybody has a sob story and that people start getting away with things. You can't open the door to scammers either, but there's got to be some room, not only at the extremes, another one of these weird places where why have we become absolute that you either always do it or never do it. Instead, it's worth taking that two-minute of thought to say, okay, this guy's 63 years old. Doesn't seem like a young kid that's looking to get more for his scooter right. rental should have. This guy, he sounds like he's in a bind instead of trying to get away with anything. The more that I describe my circumstances that I thought would be, I don't know, at least worth listening to, persuasive, but then it's, wow, I, that's so weird to have someone just say, fucks to be you, just weird. Because when I go to a casino and they tell me, what casino do I go to? Not the one that's got the rigged games and the worst odds, there's 10 casinos. I'll go to the one that says, We'll be happy to have you able to make headway in blackjack or various other games because we haven't so stacked the odds that there's no way of winning. It's only going broke slowly. You know what I mean? Even that little and we can segue into the sandman in a minute, that little bit of hope is it makes all the difference. And when you find that you're hopeless, you get all these fuck that guy. I I won't go to someone that there's also sayings along the lines of when you see how people treat subordinates track to that because that's how they'll treat you when they think that you're in a position of less power, like a waitress, you know, when you see a date that treats a waitress badly or something like that. And having said that, that's what I think of. If that's Saunders' corporate policy, if that's the script that she has, I don't want to have to take on all the risk. Another way in which society has gotten weird in the way that companies used to work with you on anything where there's risk-reward trade-offs. And nowadays, companies specialize in how do I set everything up so that I reap all the reward by making the public take on all the risk, by right. making my partner take on all the risk? Any contract where you can't just say, how about if we swap them? I get what you were going to get and you get what I'm going to get. Oh, I'd never do that. Then how do you think this contract is fair if right. you wouldn't even take oh. the other side of the deal? Yeah, you know I mean?
0: that, That's oh. a big thing in the author world is looking at the contracts and what some of these companies promise and what they do and the cost and all that. And, and the thing is, authors in the past, big authors, take Stephen King, their contract basically says, we have all rights to everything that you write. And we can't promise you that you'll make money at all. And that's essentially what it is. But now that the authors have power and control, that they're like, they the authors look at a contract and say, no, take out all the foreign rights. I'm not giving that to you. And I'm only giving you paperback publishing rights. And no, not TV and that you don't have the right to speak for me on that or anything. And no, you don't have first call to any other series, just this series because right. they have that power. Same thing with the hotels, really. There you could it's so easy to find one and control so that makes no sense. Yeah. I went here a good example of customer service. I went to Taco Bell the other morning. Stupid. A couple years ago, I realized that some Taco Bells serve breakfast. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I want to get a Taco Bell for breakfast someday. But I've never really been in that position. I'm not going to go out just to do it. So Sunday morning, I was in a position. I'm like, oh, there's a Taco Bell breakfast. I'll go get some. And I was in line forever. And there's only two people in front of me. And I'm just like, what did these people order? And I'm just like listening. No big deal. I get up there and the guy's, (laughs) I'm sorry for the wait. I'm like, yeah, no big deal. And he goes, there's only two of us here. We're swamped, just trying to do everything. And he gave me places. Yeah. Um, He gave me two coupons for free tacos. And I'm like, sweet. And I was happy. I wasn't even upset, but they did it proactively. So yeah, I wasn't yelling at him. I imagine they probably got some people coming up that morning. I waited for one and a half minutes and I should have already been having my, come on
1: folks, you got to chill out a little bit. uh, this is funny. This is one of the last things that I mentioned in the long list of, hey, let's catch up on two weeks worth of nerdity. It's just the overall comment on society that Colleen and I keep, does it have to be this hard? Everything seems to have gotten just a little bit less harder, a little bit less competent, a little less joyful. And it's the whole combination of, it. was it the great resignation that everybody decided they didn't want to do whatever job they were doing? And I want people to better themselves. Fantastic. But then the company has to commit to get your new people trained or whoever is staying around, don't work them to death and make it that they're exhausted or angry. Make it so that we're still all in this kind of together. And that way of when I go to subway and there's one person working and they're running themselves ragged. And I almost always now go like late lunch instead of lunch, because it's weird to see someone just getting frazzled, getting, wow, I just have too much to do. And, there's no fixing this until the manager hires another person. And can they, if margins are slim or COVID right. is still under whatever. And it's not just service, obvious things like that. It's things that used to work Amazon wise. Now, it's, sorry, there's a delay and it'll take a while. And we can't even give you a date. I'm like, wow, it used to be that you were information rich. And one of what one thing you try to do is set expectations. So I'm ordering things for mom's supplies at the facility that she's at out in Brookdale. And we got to make sure I ordered like the 12th or the 15th because almost always it worked and then it stopped working. So Do I have to find another supplier? Do I have to order on the 10th instead of the 15th? Because it doesn't matter what's going on between Amazon and me. I can't have my mom not have her little bedding and stuff like that that she needs. And so the number of examples that we can start naming, all the ways in which things have gotten, I've talked about, hey, I used to be able to order with some reasonable expectation use things through Amazon, and it seemed that everybody decided to say, you know what? I don't really care what condition it is. I'm going to call it like new to get you to buy it, and I'm hoping that the hassle of returning is going to be just enough to eat it, and and name name all the other ways. Every time I go to –
0: It's almost – and this isn't a completely accurate statement. I understand that, but we've gotten so used to conveniences and certain things that now that things are going back to what they were like decades before people can't handle it and it's an outrage and but right. the part of the problem is what we're talking about it seems like most people are treating every single day and everywhere they go like it's black friday sale and they have to kill somebody <laughs> to get that savings of 50 cents that i want to get what's mine and screw you and that seems like the attitude overall
1: i'll tell you boy another that one i I'm the saint of proportion. If I had to say, what would I be the saint of? Am I the saint of travel, of happy footwear? No. There just seems to be such a weirdness nowadays in a lot of people where they will argue to death over that $5 sandwich like they will about a $500 hotel stay. Right. And it's the same. Some things are worth. You have to pick your battles. You have to decide what land you're willing to die on, what battlefield you're willing to die on. and the the way that people go from zero to sixty over virtually anything nowadays is really weird because then they don't leave themselves room to really react when something is really serious. And I, like you said, it put in the hospital is different than you're not getting the right condiment on your sandwich. What's wrong with you that you don't see the vast difference there?
0: It puts oh. it out of proportion. So when you know they are trying to get to the hospital and they can't get the right parking spot, they're blowing up and reacting. So the reaction of everybody around them, to is to push back and argue, so it doesn't. Because you, you've gotten used to that, so it's it just come on, folks.
1: I'm, a, I'm Mr. Close today. You're a Kurt Vonnegut, a great quote. Damn it, you've got to be kind. What a great little oxymoronish type thing. But it really is like a radical thing nowadays to just, as you were saying when you were talking about, just say, hey, no worries, buddy. Yeah, you know, I'm not the third guy to yell at you. I'm happy with whatever's going to happen here. I didn't mind waiting in line a moment my sense of moment is different than people who want immediate satisfaction in everything that they do. They it's... want pre perfection now all the time, and they haven't read the thing about where well, you can get two out of three. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it, come on, it's, stop and think
0: a minute, folks. You, you want to yell at this poor guy who's making minimum wage to give you a, a pseudo-Mexican breakfast that's going to kill you, and you want to argue
1: about it. It's a buck fifty. Come on. Another thing I've noticed is and and some people have this they want to be able to like pick up a guitar and be a rock star like it should just be in them somehow and it's not just about the guitars we have scooters now in Lakewood you know, the ones that you can put your credit card in or whatever right, and, right, and rent, and rent, those and rent are cool it. and people are like they look at the app for 10 seconds and if it's not obvious what they have to do they're like fuck this and they walk away and so, i can't believe that your entire life consists of in 10 seconds, if you don't get it, if you're not the master of that app, that scuba, that restaurant, whatever, you just move on. So many things in life. It's worth a little investment to not only learn how to do it first, but then learn how to do it well and learn how to teach learn enough so you can teach it to somebody else. It's not everyone. and it and, But whenever I see those examples, it's like, those are the one marshmallow people writ large. You know what I mean? The people that have no self-control, no... Delayed gratification, they can't be the ones we're going to let run the world. And not everything <laughs> has to be that way. It has to be that there's some things that are worth waiting for, worth getting right, instead of just half-assed correct. All so
0: here's my perfect storm example of what I've seen that makes me shake my head. <laughs> Newer video games, the big yeah. titles, because these titles are... Oops. Oh, you there? You throw something? Okay. Right? okay these titles are so huge it takes several teams and hundreds of people several (laughs) years to put all this together so you're getting this immersive open world that reacts and people in it and it does things it's all this stuff and people are like waiting for it forever and ever and people will even say this game sucks don't get it based on the first trailer two years before it even comes out then you get these companies forcing their people to work overtime in crunch oh. mode to find all the bugs and fix the bugs and improve the graphics and add more playability and smooth it out and make all these great changes. They're then, building a world. They're building yeah. a whole universe. And then yeah. when they yeah. drop it, there's three gigabyte of updates already because when they went to master and it came out live, they've fixed so many more things they've, and done all this. Then you get the people that get it and play it for 30 minutes and say, this game sucks. I'd never buy it. Nobody should get it. They give it a zero rating Then nobody wants to buy it. And so the company <laughs> doesn't make enough money off of it. And then the gamers start bidging and complaining because we're not getting the big games we want that do everything we want. Folks, you can't say everything sucks. You can't stop buying the games and then say you want games. And it's that whole ecosystem of video games is mind-numbingly stupid sometimes. It's like... Uh, Elder Scrolls, Bethesda—they don't do that. They usually go, "Look, it's not done yet. We'll let you know when it will be." And people are like, "Great."
1: It—that it, idea of playability and that you can get always updates and new additions and that kind of stuff—I really like the games. As I mentioned, I continue to play Diablo. There's certain things that like it isn't just this thing frozen in time. And I got good at it, and now I just monkey pushing the, the pellet box <laughs> instead they add new things hey there's a new season there's a new character class there's new uh, items to find a whole new part of the world to explore that locked door that you couldn't get in we opened the door and now there's a whole other part of the castle so I like that there's I guess a relationship going on there that you'll often see wow they listen to what people were saying and yes this should work differently there should be necromancers whatever else it might be that, and there's always people that immediately are criticizing where it isn't didn't exactly what they wanted. And it's, well, that's because you don't understand all the game mechanics. I'm not the designer of this game. And I can see that what you're asking for is partly there. It's not all the way there. It, you, oh, I would hope that would be one of those things where people would learn patience, because if it's really great, then people would be like, it was worth waiting for. I'm happy to have, I can conquer in a weekend. I want a game that's going to take a couple of weeks and get my money's worth get my re- replayability's worth and yet maybe not but There's the loudest people the loudest ones are the jerks yeah they're the <laughs> ones
0: that say everything is horrible that i've run into these people and i look at them and i blink because i'm broken because they say how they like star wars i'm like great what do you like i don't like the first one because luke's acting is so horrible and whiny and i can't stand it i don't like the second one because the special effects aren't that good and this and that third one sucks because of the ewoks and the prequels were just horrible and nothing like okay you just named every freaking movie and didn't like a single one so what do you like Uh, i don't get those people now i'm not (laughs) saying you have to say oh i like star wars so i like everything star wars but let's be intelligent and decent about it. We can discuss what we don't like. About, I hate midichlorians. If anything should be taken out of Star Wars, take out the midichlorians. And my reasoning for that is because the force was mystical. It was magical. It was a fantasy. You put in midichlorians and now it's a bad Star Trek sci-fi show.
1: Biological, etc. Okay. Yeah
0: and that's my thing it leave it doesn't need fixed it doesn't need to be something else the fantasy is fine and i was going to say that about the games and stuff not and some companies are discovering this and following this not every game has to be 500 million people playing one open world at the same time with a season with new content every 6 months give me a good platformer that i can work through with good graphics and fun gameplay a good theme. just me
1: not worrying about coordinating yes and
0: and, uh, there's a lot of indies that are making games like that that are getting big and popular and companies are going wait a minute i thought everybody wanted a first person shooter open world game for everything no not everybody wants we've had those i don't need another first person open world shooter i've got five i could go play right now
1: yeah it's A little bit of jumping to what I had talked a little bit about. Yes. One of the reasons that I love going to maker's fairs and that, uh, and I, not only me, but my older brother was out there in California for this last week and we were visiting mom every day and working on the house to get something fixed and get ready to sell. He was really good at fixing the sprinkler system. I, when we had found a leak that had to be like, bring the irrigation plumbers in and so forth. I have this weird thing about whenever I think of myself working on plumbing, what I picture in my mind is shh, that I've screwed it up and I flooded the house. Whereas it's much more like any other computer system. You check each of the cables and make sure that they're working like they should. And then you can only have five on this cable because that's how much bandwidth you have. And he was able to get a whole bunch of stuff tweaked and working that as my parents got older, they just weren't as much. Out in the yard, making sure that the little bone size were doing well and the sprinklers were doing and stuff like that. So the reason I say that, to to talk about what we're doing is, whenever you're a person that has that fix it mentality, that kind of display with it and find out how it works mentality, it keeps you from having that weird absolutist view of it has to be perfect or I don't like it. It has to be just what I want or I don't like it. Always you look at, oh, so I, I have this older car and I kept it running. With the duct tape and bailing wire, as they say, or an older computer like you and I have talked about, or anything, whenever I work with kitchen gadgets and something goes funny, I don't just want to throw it away and get a new one. It's, well, is there a way that I can like get a new blade for it? Can I get a new grip for it? It doesn't, it always occurs to me if I find out enough about how it works, then I can restore it to its goodness. And in fact, I don't know why I have a block against this. There's a very cool Japanese term for when you fix something, not only fix it back to the state it was, but actually make it better, make it more beautiful. When you crack like a beautiful porcelain bowl, you don't just do it with glue, you fix it with gold. So now it's got this beautiful vein of gold running through it. And I knew what that term was. It's not not like origami, which it isn't that because that's origami paper. But there's a beautiful term for that. And I think that's a cool thing when you see not... Everything's been jerry-rigged and used to the end of its life where it's like, oh, that's Like my father always did. (laughs) Because some people are like that too. They never give up on it. You have to have it in your mind where it's, now it's not really dependable and I really should get new because the new features and the new energy ratings and all that kind of stuff make this a better thing. But there's something very cool to not live in a disposable society as well and really be just willing to give it a shot and to say, well, that. You kind of talk to your things, buddy. I'm sorry, you're hurt. I'll fix you. You know what I mean? Instead of just being, you failed me. Out you go. You know what right, I mean? There's, right, right. Something.
0: So yeah, I got a story for that because yeah. <laughs> I agree. And there reaches a point, and some things nowadays aren't designed that you can upgrade, fix, and keep going. So my mother, when she worked, drank coffee every morning. Made a pot of coffee, and she had a coffee pot simple coffee pot but it, you could program it so it would go off at a certain time so when she woke up it was brewing yeah. right go and that was nice that after a while that burnt out didn't work anymore the little electronics she could still make a pot of coffee. then right. she was using it and the handle fell off the pot of coffee she's like, okay i've had the I mean, literally she had that one coffee pot for 15 almost 20 years something like that it was old it coffee fits her perfectly she it, wants it but. yeah they're cheap. They're 25 bucks in the store for a simple po- coffee pot. Nope. Yeah. My father said, oh, we can still use this. And he got a coat hanger, the old metal coat hangers, and wired it to hold the handle on so it would wobble as you're trying to pour it and stuff. There, yeah. now it works. You can keep using it. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> then that weekend, he went out and said, hey, all my wood projects, I'd like to get a table saw. I was looking at this little table saw. It's 300 bucks. I can cut my stuff. So he went out to get it. He came home with a $750 table saw because, whoa, it's bigger and better. She goes, right. now I have to use the same coffee pot. She threw exactly. it in the trash and
1: went and bought a new coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my father's thinking. We, we just bought a new toaster because it was one of those things that the older toaster was 20 years old, had served us well. But it's also, what's a new toaster cost? $25. bucks. i am an expensive resource. Am I spending an hour on this when I'm worth 200 bucks an hour? Right. Like, I could have bought eight toasters. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes that occurs to me as well. So I guess everybody makes their own compromises. They work on what they love working on or that they have some emotional investment in. But I like that easy chair. I don't want a new one. I want that one with the recliner fixed and whatever else it might be. And sometimes part of growing up is just saying it reached the end of its useful life and you're going to have to get a new one. So right. I'm still sad about I, the one jacket that fit me perfectly and that it finally, oh, I blew a seam out here because i like i don't know i still miss that thing whereas i have my black leather duster that will never wear out because it's black leather it's impervious to harm and i'm so happy to have that thing in my life it'll never go away as long as i i don't know catch it on a doorknob and tear it in half or something like that i don't think you can it's leather you know what i mean this thing is not quite ripstop nylon but it's pretty sturdy
0: About 22 years ago now, I bought a whole media setup. Had a media center with a nice big TV, a surround sound. And it, about 10, 12 years ago, it started to die and it was time to upgrade, get a new one. So I kept using it as long as I can. The speakers started getting dried out and cracking and crap. My cool. daughter accidentally broke the knob for the TV. And it, what really got me to get a new TV was we plugged the Xbox in and we couldn't read some of the text because the TV just wasn't high enough resolution. Okay. That'd be a new one, but the media center. So we're like, huh, this new TV is a widescreen. The old one was a flat a square CRT. Okay. So we had to take these dividers in and pull this thing out. So that, okay. That fit. But now, yeah. So now the top part was a little wobbly and it started to come out a little bit. And so we like that because we have Connect. So it sits up there just fine, but I don't like it wobbly and ready to crash. So I went and got some wood glue and put some wood glue. It eased out a little bit. I got a couple of nails, stuck okay. it in. My son's laughing at me. He Backed goes, To the wall. Okay. Yeah. He goes, Do you realize that's what Papa would do? And it looks like something Papa did. I just got these nails in it, glue sticking out of it.
1: It's like, okay. Yeah. Like Frankenstein entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Science,
0: yeah. It still works. I'm still using it. But yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> Eh, I'm not concerned, whatever. Okay, so I got to ask, and you mentioned both of these. And, yeah. man, it is TV season. There are so many shows. That's I And treasure. movies, the streaming movies are coming up, and I just can't keep up with it all. So we've got Sandman, Game of Thrones. You mentioned Dexter. Uh, and right. I know She-Hulk just started, and Andor is about to start. And right. we're going into the fall TV season of all the new stuff luckily but for the bad the dc shows are pretty much done flash is like one of the last ones but it's a half season i mean i say it's good than that i don't have to worry about watching it all but it's bad because they're done but so you've been watching all these what's your thoughts
1: here so sandman is fantastic and colleen never read the comic books because the way that they were presented especially like the cursive instead of bold print she really didn't like it enough so that she just couldn't read them anymore. But the stories, of course, are still fantastic, and they, the TV show has been quite faithful to the stories, with some changes. Neil Gaiman is directly involved, so it's not some guy pumping a gar said, oh yeah, make that green instead of blue! It nice. was, instead, in, given years, decades, since it first came out, these are the things that either he corrected things, or he said, well, let's modernize it a little bit, or he just said, hey, it's mine, I can do whatever I want. It's my baby so high quality throughout great performance is great like it's like nothing else on tv in terms of because automatically it's dream you have to have a certain amount of illogic and yet it has to have internal consistency and it does that it has a heroic protagonist but not a likable one and so you have to deal with the idea of there are these beings the endless they're not like um only anthropomorphized things that are automatically human, like Greek gods, they really are beyond us. They think and they transact on different levels than us. And so they often have that of, wow, that seems cruel. But what if you had a whole universe and that But we were just saying, is this the 50 cent thing or the $500 thing? And the Sandman doesn't deal with every 50 cent thing unless he wants to in a fit of peak. And so very interesting stuff the good things that neil gaiman did at the time in the comic books were like so what does death look like oh yeah big guy in, in a robe with a scythe no she's actually a pretty young lady and who would you want to have taking you to the realm of death what do they call them? the sunless land right someone would hold her hand out and say it's going to be okay <laughs>
0: it, it, she's a she's got a little attitude with it though but the second big Sandman fan that's watched the show and said, "Yeah, they did. They did it right. They did good."
1: I think so. Lots of, again, as you, we already talked about this, there's purists. But I wanted to see exactly everything what it was in the comic. The so, comic, right? Read the comic. <laughs> Lucid is different. Death is different. There's all kinds of things that are slightly different, and yet it didn't spoil it for me. It was just like a different version of it. Take it or leave it, but don't condemn it. Because it wasn't right. what have fallen in love with. That, that some of the cool things they talk about, like that personification of death. And what would happen if you really could make your thoughts real? And if you were a good or a bad guy, what would it be like? And what if they all do the serial killers get together and swap stories? Is there a convention for them? And, <laughs> and yeah. like that at the time, very bold and unsettling. The Sandman was never a superhero comic, it was a horror comic. It was yeah, yeah. A, they captured a lot of that. And of course, they. there's only ten, ten, 10 episodes. So there's still so many stories to be told and so much more I want to see. And then we haven't watched this yet. They snuck an 11th episode. They just dropped an episode that's actually two hours instead of an hour, apparently. The big capper magnum opus. Maybe it's like the Doctor Who Christmas episode. Oh, where wow. it's a Big interlude. I'm just so happy that they really have seemed to have done it this. How many other things have you been? Oh, I always wanted to see that, and then they didn't have the right guy running the show. They didn't have the right, right. actor in the main character, whatever else it might be. So this is really high quality stuff. Nice. Um, I just only watched the first episode of uh, the Game of Thrones prequel, and uh, since we just mentioned Doctor Who, Matt Smith is actually one of the main protagonists. He's oh. a friend in of the one of the families like the Targaryens are. They are their. Like destined to be insane, and how much? How what's the world gonna do to say you are our king by divine right, and yet you're nuts? Why are you asking us to do this? Oh, you because you have dragons. You can make all the world bow to you. Anyway, only the first episode. So I really don't know all of what's gonna go into it. Except that it's based on Fire and Ice, which is George R. R. Martin's back to him scripting it, not scripting, having written the book. This is right, based right. on that book and all the vignettes that were history to what happens in game of thrones and there's so many good stories in there that if all they do is just kind of not only keep the same cast of characters but keep diving in showing various different episodes as to why things came to be as they were i think and it's the pageantry it's all the costume and a dragon in flight and oh man an orgy and whatever else it might be i have high hopes for this just like i had for game of thrones
0: see, I could not get into the original show. And I tried to read the books, too. And I couldn't get into the books. It's just oh, not my thing. It didn't mm, click with yeah. me. And what we were talking about it over the weekend. And somebody said, if you get through the first season, it gets good in the second season. I'm like, why do I want to watch a season? I've got so many shows I can go watch that I enjoy. And <laughs> the same right. with books like The Wheel of Time. I want to watch that series because I didn't. Enjoy the books as much. I read it, and I'm like, the first one. I'm like, this is really just Shannara. It's the exact same story. And then somebody said, oh, I'll keep reading because it gets better. I'm like, when halfway through book three, well, these <laughs> are 800
1: page books. I'm not going to <laughs> read all of this. But you're asking me to invest a lot. Yeah, you know, like with the same sing- before it's good. <laughs> yeah, like eh. but like you
0: said with the Sandman, some people want here's the comic. I want to see frame for frame. I don't see the point in that. I want to see what works good for a TV show. Now I do like some of the things we've watched, the movies, the TV shows, they'll throw a scene in there. That's taken from a pa- panel in the comic book. And it's like, Ooh, it's exciting. But if it was frame for frame, the comic book, eh, I could read the comic. I already pictured it in my head. So I want exactly. the story they're telling here and they've trained me. I don't have a problem with multiple worlds of stories.
1: And in fact, I really do like that when they diverge enough from the original material that you really have to pay attention to be like, okay, so why did they do that substitution? Like, for instance, in one of the episodes, there's a reason that the Sandman was not there was somebody impersonating Sandman, if you will, while he was trapped, and it's the, the because the Sandman in DC Comics had multiple identities. So you know, he was an old supervillain that like had a gas gun, and then he was a Jack Kirby creation that was like multidimensional, almost like Dr. Strange in the Marvel universe. And they changed that and who Lydah Hall is and Hector Hall, and they've changed it enough. So I'm like, okay, what? why do they do that? And what are they going to do? So I'm curious, instead of being, oh, they shouldn't have changed that. Like, cool. What Now there's a new mystery instead of just running through what I already know is going to happen. Right? Right. I don't really enjoy that kind of pantomime. Having said that, what's funny is I also mentioned I discovered a new series by Mark Gearney Yes, um, about the Gray Man. They the, re- the reason I discovered the books is because they just had a movie, The Gray Man, with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans as a villain. Oh my God! But he's Captain America. I really like whatever that genre is that says the Born book, the Orphan X book, and now the Gray Man books. A guy who used to be an assassin covert agent he has a falling out with the agency often because he didn't do anything wrong but the agency is corrupt but not everybody so there's some allies and that whole tangled what did lacar call it the wilderness of mirrors, where you really don't know who's telling you the truth and there's some alliances and some fallings out and all that kind of stuff but it's the thriller aspect the doing the spy craft and all of that and like great fight scenes you know what i mean if you're really an amazing assassin these, much like every other Clancy book, and I think that he also, Mark Gierney, either co-wrote or ghost-wrote a couple of the Jack Ryan books, there's like, loving, let's say, fetishistic descriptions of weaponry and armor and that whole world of (laughs) if you're in that world, you care about exactly what bullets you use, and there's all kinds of data that. amosexual is all I've heard it described. So (laughs) it's, (laughs) and so it's kind of cool, because not knowing much about guns i do from reading about them anyway they're really good at least the first one that i read was immediately like these are really good and oh it's a series i think i'll go online and see what i can find either new or used and the price is right and so i think i mentioned this before one of the ways that i justify total purchases that i i don't need it but i want it I collect change over the course of my various different shoppings and stuff like that. And I have like orders in the car in case I need to use a meter anymore. Some of this is going away because every meter has an app now. In a lot of places you just use your card instead of getting change. But I still have this habit of over the course of months, you accumulate 50, 70 bucks worth of change from all the various different shoppings that I do. You take that to the coin star. You don't turn it into cash because then they take a cut. You turn it into a gift card or, or Amazon. So here I am with 70 bucks worth of credit huh now my my books cost like 90 i can get my that whole series of books for 20 bucks nice. kind of. it's found money so it just amuses me to do most of the time i don't do it for myself i'll be like oh i should get something for colleen she'd like a, a nice a pretty new parasol you know what i mean that's how we so it, i like that i like discovering something that and a lot of times i don't mind the hunt sometimes it used to be oh, i'll go to half price books and my two booksellers here in Lakewood and I'll see if I can find them in good conditions. And I've gotten frustrated with that in terms of, ah, eh, there's 10 books in the series. And I found one, three, six, eight, right. number two, and I don't want to read three before I read two. So how much further am I going to expand the spiral of my search until I find the, the somehow missing book number two, Amazon. <laughs> so I have often now just said, I want to read them, send them to me. <laughs> Instead of the treasure hunt used to be so much fun the going, the, the smell of a bookstore, the <laughs> smell of old paper. And yet sometimes I do that and I, I just like, oh, what I want is a stock of books so that when I go out to California, I always have a novel to read on the plane. Right.
0: Well, that <laughs> brings it right back around to what we were talking about before. We kind of got to be the older guys. I don't want to drive around doing the hunt for this book. I want to get the book and read it.
1: Ah, right. you kids get off my lawn. I'm cranking no. now. But it, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Yeah. And can I tell you why? There's ebb and flow to it. There's, I guess it's some, there's some terms of I thought it would be easy and then I went to three or four used bookstores and I didn't find it and I don't want to go to five and six bookstores. Now I'm like, I almost certainly can find it on Amazon. I'm just going to pull the trigger. And the ones I did find, then I already had the joy of that. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. Here's the treasure hunt and then here's the convenience of and the lack of frustration over. I couldn't find one book in the series. Way long ago when I was when the only way to do it was that, how many Doc Savage paperback that I hunt down in endless bookstores I, until I had the entire series. And it really was wonderful to find a book. When you find one that you've been looking for forever, number 19, Pirates of the Pacific, it's in there. I found that 50 years ago, probably. And yet, when you finally find some hard-to-find ones, it's just, you want to, hey, everybody, I, I found it. You know, I kind of want to run in the streets. <laughs> it, <laughs> that treasure hunt is really cool sometimes where it's not just a commodity. You get an idea. Mad paperback. I was buying all the old mad paperbacks and some of them were really hard to find. So I finally find three ring mad at a little bookstore in Chicago when I was visiting my uncle. It's who knew? There's no way of predicting that's going to happen to be right. I, I had such fun when you find a bookstore that instead of they get books, when it doesn't sell, they tear the cover off so they get credit and then they throw it away. Some books they didn't want to lose that credit. So they just have them in the shelves, but behind other things. And if you go into a bookstore and you're expecting to see all the fixings of only new, and then you see, oh, there's different books behind here. It's not all the same in a stack. Oh, chronologically, treasure going backwards. I just, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times, whatever I had from all my lawn mowing, all my babysitting, all my allowance, they went in one swell hoop because I went to downtown what? Chicago to Post Office News or Crocs and Brentanos or whatever the places that had that. And I just, I, 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 if I find it here and I've never seen it before, I have to buy it. Snoop, can I borrow some money? I need to get the giggling ghost. Or if, when I come back, someone else will have bought it. I'm just, I tear my hair out. So. <laughs> that kind of goes back to something else we were talking about, how things are
0: just a little bit worse, arguably. That's one of those areas because it's also harder to find some of that stuff because people are like, oh, I can put this on eBay and I'll make more money in a mint. And and so it is harder to find some of those. You don't run across the garage sales with anything good and useful anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and it's funny, I, there should be a term for this. I'm sure there's a nice long German one where it's that act of, I've been to a couple comic cons and then pulp cons, and that's where you'll find all kinds of old Men's Adventure Paperback series. So they have the Doc Savage and the Destroyer and the Executioner and the right. Death Merchant, and everything. And I walk up and the guy's got 30 Doc Savage Paperbacks. And I'm like, there was a time when I would have been like shaking like a, a puppy at how happy I am to have this treasure trove here. And now, because I have them all, because I am no longer in the hunt, I can't, like. If only my young self was here. If only I had a son. <laughs> and he could experience that joy of, I've looked for you forever, my pretty, and here you are, my precious. The right. really cool thing, that whatever that feeling is of not having this feeling that once mattered so much to you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Is it on we? Is it there's something specific yep. to that thing of looking forever for a book, of CD? I found Bill Cosby had a double album called 815, 1215 where it was 8.15 was the family show and 12.15 was the adult show. And I knew it existed, but I looked for that forever. And I finally found it in New York City. Stu and I went to New York for spring break. And what did we do in New York? We go to Mad Magazine offices. We go to the Statue of Liberty. We go to all, and and we went to Super Snipe, the biggest comic book store in the world at the time. And right next door to Super Snipe was this vintage record place. And they had it. And, And I don't know, back then vinyl was, five bucks this was like 12 even twice the cost of a single album and i was like i oh my god i just was no oh, no oh, oh, look over here it's right here who knows what i would have paid once in a while you're like that's complete my collection i'm gonna pay 50 bucks for a paperback if you look for something for 10 years and what's not out there it's really this is my strike while the iron is hot moment <laughs> So real quick,
0: because we're running long before we go, let me tell you about Colin's newest thing. So he's gotten into the Ninja Turtles last year or so. And he's been trying to collect figures and the comics and the old TV shows. He keeps finding and acquiring them. Ethan's grandmother said, hey, can you boys come over? I've got some boxes of old toys that you guys can just take and have. Maybe they're worth money. You can sell it. If you want it, you can keep it or whatever. So like, sure, we'll come over. In the back of your
1: mind, after hearing that, you're going like, oh, what's in there?
0: Yeah. So they went and looked, and Colin just about had a heart attack. He acquired almost every single Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figure with accessories and everything from the 80s. He said there were like the first five waves. He's like, there's every figure here in almost mint condition, he, right. he was up half the night just going through them finding the pricing and putting them on his display and, and he's wow. just like walking on air cuz he's like pretty cool <laughs> like
1: that that's yeah cool. yeah,
0: yeah so Wow. wow. I like to me I, and i feel again like the grumpy old man i was never big in turtles but i'm looking at these figures going wow these are really just cheap crappy looking pieces of plastic <laughs> they're just <laughs> they
1: weren't high quality they were mass produced yeah when a kid they're just oh. these they're just what you want.
0: I've got my first Star Wars figure right here. I think oh, it geez. looks awesome, but my mother probably is like, yeah, okay, whatever. How much is that? <laughs> yeah.
1: <so. laughs> I just had somebody, like, at a Mensa trivia thing or something like that, they had just the head of it and then the color of the Teenage Mutant Turtle. And, like, someone said, well, that's on a tell-o. They look all alike. How can you tell? You don't know that it's purple and red and blue and green? <laughs> right. What's wrong with you? And like, wow, I don't know that I can tell which is which but I knew that it mattered that right. those were their
0: colors. He just got, they just came out with it. It's very cool. It's a pizza box. And when you open it, it has a bib that has the turtles on it and then a pizza recipe book. So oh, it's in That's a so pizza funny. box.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Because that was their food of choice. Oh yeah, know. definitely. So. As it, usual, we really caught up on a lot of stuff. Yes. I'm, I We're both so busy. I'm glad we're still able to fit this in. There's, it really is the golden age for how much good TV, how it many good, there's lots of good stuff coming out. So it's not like we're struggling to find things to talk about. We're struggling to like, how can we get through it all? That's kind of a <laughs>
0: right. <big> problem now. <laughs> and hopefully we'll have a live episode coming up in October.
1: That's, uh, I, I'm going to make sure I submit so that we're in, a, in on the roster for Halloween. Exactly we got to figure that out, how we're going to do that. Yet, I'm sorry about that. I I'm, <laughs> Almost all the time, uh, we, whenever I've submitted things, they've been of them. I hope that they don't have such tightness in the number of cracks and rooms that there might be some. Uh,
0: yeah, I put in for my two talks, I haven't heard back from Lacey. I haven't heard back from her yet. I might hit her up. but still early for that. They may be just collecting everything right now.
1: I, th- I think it was, the reason I haven't jumped on is I think through maybe end of August is when they're collecting all the things, they do have some cutoff date, and then they start to actually work on what goes in what room and the right. start to put together. Okay, right. All right, um, ma'am. Talk to you later. Always a pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: This has been the Relentless Geekery Podcast. If you enjoy our conversation, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and go give us a review. Give us some likes. It would help a lot. Check out our website, RelentlessGeekery.com, where we have links to our Facebook page, join the conversation, and go check out our YouTube page where we have the video of this and other episodes. You have been listening to the Relentless Geekery Podcast. Come back next week and join Alan and Stephen's conversation on geek topics of the week.